How are you all doing today? Huh? Okay, did you ask your son? He can't walk past me to go to the bathroom. I don't want his story to be like the story of the black Jesus who was crucified this week. Okay. Where do we start from tonight? Someone said, I thought it was Jesus that was crucified this week. Sorry, I was just angry. I mean, your Jesus was crucified this week. Sorry, Christians. He's going to resurrect on Sunday morning. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking where to start from. I don't know. We just came to worship and prophesy, but we've got to share some word, isn't it? Okay, Pastor Dami, share some word with us then, since I don't know where to start from. Praise God, Pack Nation. Praise God. Is anyone excited to be here tonight? Alright, what I'll do, I'll just carry up from where I stopped on Tuesday. And on Tuesday, we're speaking about faith and how faith has gaps. Faith speaks of the gaps that you can't see. It says now faith is, but it is something that you can't see yet. It speaks of how the world was formed from nothing. So there is a gap in understanding. And we're speaking on Tuesday that there is a growth process from the first time God calls you to you attaining the purpose for which you were designed. I remember the first time I was told I was going to be a pastor. It did not make sense. And that's why I keep saying things like, it doesn't have to make good sense. It just has to make God sense. Are you with me here tonight? How long have I got, pastor? Oh my days. <laughs> Okay, have you got Hebrews 11 for me, man? Let's start from the very, the first verse and then we'll jump to the last verse. Now, faith is the substance of things hopeful. It is a hope. It is a hope. It is not a, a thing that you can touch just yet. It speaks of something that you cannot see. A gap in understanding. Now, faith is, yes, man. The substance of things hoped for. Okay. The evidence of things not seen. It's not seen. You hope for it. You can't see it. But you're told it's there. If you now jump to the very last couple of verses. Because Hebrews 11 will begin to talk about the great men and women of old. Who God used and who, who through them faith was demonstrated on this earth. And God gave us a template of how to live our lives based on these people who've lived lives of faith but there was a gap and that gap is what I believe we wrestle with on a natural basis when Pastor Toby says it's now time for business and wealth there is a gap in the mind of Dami because where Dami comes from all he knew was grow up and get a job and that's about the pinnacle you will ever get to but there is a gap there was a gap when Pastor Toby told me you're going to go and lead a group of people I didn't care about people, I cared about myself. I didn't care about people, I cared about my pocket. But there was a gap where I was called into. 
that gap is called faith. So what those people, Mark, can you help me read? What happened to those great people? And what more shall I say? Yes. For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, yeah. who through faith subdued kingdoms, okay. worked righteousness, obtained promises, mm -hmm. stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, mm -hmm. escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, okay. became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Yeah. Still others had trial of mockings and surgeons, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. Is that the penultimate verse though? It seems quite long. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through yes. faith, did not receive the promise. Did they receive it? But they, they are the template of faith. But they did not receive it. Whilst there is a lap. Is, is that not a gap? I'm sorry, but if you promise me a cup of tea this evening and I get home to my house and at 12 a.m. I don't get it. It's the next morning already. So there is a gap. But God is calling us to live constantly in a gap. And you see, that gap is a gap in understanding. It's a call out of where you come from. That's why he would say to someone like Abraham, come out of your father's house. Then he would say, come out of your, your, your relatives, your country, your father's house, and your relatives. There were three gaps that God called Abraham into. It ended up being five. I don't know if I've got time to get there tonight. Gaps in understanding. And I was sharing it to them. The first day that Pastor Toby called Dami. Can I borrow someone? Please, can you help me, sir? Please, thank you. This was the first me, so to speak. I was told, I've got a destination. I've got a bright destiny. Heading that way. Keep following. Keep listening to instruction. You're going to get there. I hear. I've been told. I've been promised. But this is my starting location. And I've been told that I'm going to get somewhere. Pastor Connor, can you help me, please? Sir? I don't know why I actually chose... You. <laughs> not quite that I don't mind being Oreo but it's okay um, I've been told if you don't mind please face that direction this is Pastor Dami or this was Dami when he was called and I've been told that's where I'm going pardon the pun but there is a gap in my understanding and I'll never get it but that's why the Bible will say, if you follow me, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Observe the leaders that give you the word. Pay attention to their lifestyle and imitate their faith. Those were things I began to see. And I saw that there was a stage where Pastor Toby was only given the word and there was no business. Then he got to the point where he was given the word and giving business. And then he was given the word, giving business and raising leaders. Those were three steps and three gaps that I had to grow into. But of course, there was a gap in my understanding. Until the day I said, okay, now let me actually grow into this gap. I took that first step to Surrey Keys. But what kept annoying me, and this was what I was describing on Tuesday to my brothers and sisters. Pastor Connor, when I say move, please, just take one step forward. Yes? Pastor Toby says, go and lead Surrey Keys. I move, move. One step. 
I'm thinking I'm getting closer to him. He says, okay, right now, you're leading a group of, it was about 15 people. Then it grew to about 20 or so. Then the giving was about 4K. Then he multiplied by four. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm getting closer. Pastor Toby is speaking. I'm imitating his faith. He says, move forward. Move. But I keep thinking, I'm getting there, or I hope to get there. This is the faith that the people were speaking about in Hebrews 11. Someone like Rahab could not conceive the idea that she would be the vessel through which Jesus Christ would come. But it is, it is all about the gap. And I'm saying, okay, right now, it's time to leap our base, right? We evolved. One more step. I go forward. I think I'm getting close, but I'm not. And I kept saying, the call is to live in the gap. That's the only thing that you can ever understand. Because guess what? If it would always feel like you're not growing. <laughs> I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So on, on Tuesday night, I was coming back from Norwich. I had to be up at 4 a.m. that morning. I went to Norwich. This was after revival worship, you know. I went there at uh, 4 a.m., got there. And then I'm on the train back and I'm thinking, Lord, I'm going to lead these people. You're going to speak, you know. You have to. But I remember when Pastor Toby told me that you're going to, get, you're going to grow to a point where you don't need notes anymore. Where you just flow. And all I kept hearing was spirit. But you see something? I don't feel like it right now. Well, all I have to do is point back. Clock it. This was where I started from. But faith is always you living in the gap. The gap is always there. That gap is for you to continue to grow into. But there is a gap to be grateful for. And you see that gap behind me. That gap behind me is what I'm grateful for. And that is faith. Abraham was called. Abraham was called. He was told that you're going to have a child. 75 years old. It looks like a gap. But he had to take that first step. That's why he and his dad ended up in Haran. That was the first step. But you see, he, he had to keep growing. Then his dad died. They left Haran. Haran was about halfway in between where they were in Canaan. He had to keep growing. To a point where Lot had to go. Because he couldn't see a lot, you see. <laughs> there was a gap. You can't see much. All it looks like is a one-step gap. But that's the call I believe God is calling us into. So, Spark Nation has evolved now. We're always in that gap. I think I'm done, sir. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, thank you very much. I'm going to hand over now to Pastor Indidi. Um, let me continue on Pastor Dami talking about faith. Um, I'll speak based on what I said on Periscope um, the other day. So I began to talk about the, what Pastor Toby began to tell us about fruit and how the fruit are actually the manifestation in men. So faith, I mean, like for example, the, the, gift of, the fruit of the spirit, so patience, love, peace, all of that is manifested in men. So as I sow patience and love into somebody, that's the manifestation, yeah? So I began to talk about this on Periscope and I compared it to when Pastor taught us about us being epistles, that we are the epistles written in his heart and we are being sent forth. So I remember that day, that week, Pastor began to tell us that he's gonna speak about the letters to the churches. And you know, as religion, as what we are used to, we thought he was gonna open the book of Revelations, but he didn't. 
he called leaders up on stage and he said, no, you are the letters that have been written and that is what's going to be sent forth. So I understood something about man. You see, we, we focus a lot. <laughs> you see, as we were leading, um, the, the pastors were leading prayer today. Let me just share this. This is what was laid in my heart. You see, my prayer in, before we started was not to increase the capacity of the word, but to increase the capacity of me being able to get the message. There is a level where you change from just receiving word and then you enter into receiving the message because, listen, so T um, Pastor showed us a video of T.G. Jakes. Yeah, he has word, but he does not have the message. So the thing is, he can speak well. He can say many words, but he cannot send forth a generation into the world and plunder that um, a nation because he does not have a message. So I must become a message. It's not about whether I can speak the message. It's whether I can live a message. I can be the message. So you see, many, there are many good preachers, but there are not many messages. So I said on Periscope that you see my mum, I know for a fact my mum is not going to read scripture and become a born again tongue speaking Christian. No, my mum is going to read my life. So every time, so when Pastor Dami began to speak about a gap, the gap must to be there. Let me explain to you because when my mom saw me give my life to Christ, come to Spike Nation, when she saw me take girls into my bedroom, she was not understanding, Indidi, what are you doing? So she know, Indidi, I said, you want to you wanna go and do a doctorate, yeah? You want to be a doctor in psychology? How come you have given it up? How, where, what are you doing right now, Indidi? Things don't look like what you said you wanted to do. She, she said, oh, I know you want to help. I know you want you I know you're kind I know you're you're thoughtful about but remember what you want to do with your life I said mommy I don't have a life I have two girls living in my bedroom in my mom's house I'm telling you about the gap that must be there because if the gap is not there my mom will never come to salvation when I have moved when the gap has when listen when faith is complete in my life when the message of faith has been fully written then my mom will read my life and will, she will say she will look at this um, um, event practice I was here and she will say I remember Indidi who was here I saw her go from here to here she was reading my life you see let me tell you let me tell you something in 2000, um, 2015 when I entered Spat Nation that was chapter 1 in 2016 that was chapter 2 in 2017 that was chapter 3 these are the chapters of my life is being written for men to read I don't need to quote scripture I need to live a life so you see when we're struggling when the nation doesn't look the nation looks like it's struggling when we need trap houses but we cannot get them when it looks like people need jobs but you cannot get them when it looks like finances are dry no that's exactly what God needs it to be like because why there will never be a message for people to read. How can your life be that good? What does that mean? Listen, Pastor today said that, um, <laughs> you see what I was telling my girls? I said, I've realized that they're all seeds of me. When they tell me their testimony, I'm like, Lord, nobody knows this about me. You guys have only heard the good testimony. You haven't really heard the full thing. And then my girl started speaking today about the things that she's been through. And I said, Lord, you brought this one to me. <laughs> Listen, there's one thing, yeah, for people to follow you. There is another thing for them to be you. So pastor said that, okay, that... <laughs> sorry, I, I, I put it in the group chat. I'm sorry, I have to, I have to read you. Because when he spoke on Periscope, I put it. 
And I said, you guys have to meditate on this because this is actually very deep. As he said, Spack Nation, a creation of PT's own testimony. He said that, you know, there are, there are seeds of you and it's one thing for them to be a seed of you and it's another thing for them, for you to still be struggling with the thing. Why? Because it's the message. So when Paul began to say that the things I don't want to do, I do. The things that I wish I would do, I do not do. Why? It is, a, oh my God. You see when I say I don't want to do certain things but I still end up doing it. My girls are looking at my life. They're looking at the struggle that I'm struggling. And eventually when I overcome that thing, then they will say I read her life. I read her overcoming. So of course I'm going to overcome it. It's, it's scripture does not always help. Listen, I don't care what, how that sounds like. To a, to a may not like that. When I was walking on the street and the enemy started telling me, Indy, you're in a black hole with your finances. How are you going to come out? It was not scripture that came to my mind. It was Pastor Toby came in this country with a trouser, with a shoe, with a top, with 50 pounds in his pocket. When I began, when I began to say that to myself, the fear left me. It wasn't scripture. It was scripture. When he was going through what he was going through, when he was living on his, when he was sleeping on his brother's floor, <laughs> listen to me, he must have slept on his brother's floor. Because when I'm sleeping on my bedroom floor, I will not have any faith to overcome that season of my life. I'm talking about a living message. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to increase the capacity for me to be able to receive. I'm not talking about something where, listen, I'm saying I need to be consumed. Do you know when I don't exist? We were in the mission house on Saturday and the Holy Spirit, all I kept hearing was draw me, drown me, draw me, drown me, draw me, drown me, draw me, drown me, draw me. Listen, I'm talking about being consumed overflown with water I cannot see I am drowning in the word I am drowning in the word and so I'm consumed by the word now when they see me there is no entity there is only scripture my mistakes are scripture my shortcoming is scripture my weakness is scripture it is being read daily you see when my hand shakes when I hold the microphone it's scripture Listen to me 3G When you worship on, on Sunday When you share the word on Sunday If your hand shakes It is scripture Your body is adjusting to the word that is in you Your body has no idea ha. Your body has no idea What God is about to do That's why your body doesn't understand So when you, when you get the word you know what you're doing? You're conforming your body to that word. So I don't care if my hand shakes. I am telling my body, this is the call over my life. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak. Gone are the days. Listen, the old church, they got it wrong because they were only telling people to memorize scripture. When they should have been telling people to become. So they should have told people, yeah, walk. When you don't have bus pass money, walk. If he 
he did not walk from tent meet. How would you walk now? You will think that the enemy is doing something to your life. The enemy cannot do anything. Uh, no, you guys didn't listen to me. He has no access here. No, no, you guys didn't hear. You think the things that are going wrong in your life is the enemy. No, God has set you up for a time such as this. This is not the enemy. Don't give, listen, do not give him, do not give him credit for what he has not done. Don't give him credit. Ah, I was about to... Don't give him credit. All, you, all, all that is happening in your life right now is that God is writing a scripture for a generation to read. Everything that looks negative. Uh, guys, it's not negative. Why do, we, why do we admire certain people in scripture? Because they have gone through it. Why do we admire Pastor Toby? Because we have seen the stripes. I come to Jesus because of the stripes. I come to him because he was pissed. I come because I see the bruising. I see when they stripped him. I see when they beat him. That's why I come to him. If he was a lamb that was not bruised, what's my business with that? So you want people to follow you, but you haven't gone to war. Please tell me, how do we know that you're capable in war? How do I know you're telling me to follow you, but when the war gets tough, how do I know you're not going to break down, sister? No, they're going to follow me because they have seen me go through it. They've seen when there was nothing in my bank account that I will pray in the spirit. They've seen me when there was no way out that I will pray in the spirit. That's what they've seen. And listen to me, this is why I told my girls. Sometimes God does not show up. Don't be deceived. Don't let Christianity lie to you. It is a lie from the pit of hell. That's why you're always depressed. Because they told you a lie about how God always shows up every time you have faith. What do you mean? Faith sometimes means that God's not going to show up and I'm going to remain faithful. That's the evidence of my faith. That when God didn't show up, I was not moved. That's the evidence of my faith. You're a baby. I'm sorry, you're a baby, you know. We, we cry about little things. You want to be honored. But you haven't gone to war. Please show me your stripes. Listen, you see generals in, in the army, soldiers in the army. You don't need to know. They don't need to open their mouth. When they walk into the room, you see the badge that's on their chest. We know what level they went through. We know what battle they fought because of that badge. You see everything that's going on in your life right now. God is giving you a badge. I'm taking my family, my friends. That is how we're going to take the nation. Forget about what... What did the woman of the world at the world know about scripture? No. Yeah, memorize scripture, that's nice. I'm telling you, it's better to become the scripture. Praise God. Wow, 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 wow. 
Where do I go from there? <laughs> what can I say? What can I say? What can I say? The message. The message. The message. The message. Each generation, God sends a message. And in each generation, He sends a messenger. Messages are carried by a messenger. Let me say that again. In each generation, God sends a singular, one message. There's not two messages. There's not many messages. He sends a message. A message for that generation. And he sends a man to carry that message. If there were multiple messages in each generation, then there would be confusion. When he sent Moses, he sent a message. And he sent a man called Moses to carry this message. When he sent Abraham, he sent a message, a message called faith. And he sent a man to carry this message. When he sent Elijah, he sent a message. When he sent the judges, he sent a message. When he sent Christ, he sent a message. And each message is carried by a messenger, one man. So what are we doing, Spack Nation? Pastor Ndidi said something important. She said a certain pastor has the word, but he don't have the message. Why? Because in each generation, God sends a message sent by, carried by, sorry, one messenger. So many men, many pastors in society can have the word. There can be multiple pastors, multiple churches, good churches that have the word. But like I said at the beginning, there's only one message. And that one message is sent by one messenger. So who are we, Spack Nation? We are the carrier of this generation's message. Do you understand? We are the carrier of this generation's message. So what are we doing here? It takes people. Pastor Danny spoke about faith. Because you see, when God sends the message to the man even carrying the message, it may not make sense. It may not make logical sense. Because that message he sent, right, is different. And it's not the same as what else is going on. Let me say that clearly. If God sends a message today, for today's generation, then the church 20 years ago, the message that they carried is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. So the man that he sends may have studied the men, the great men of old, the great pastors of old. But for what God is doing here, it is different. So his, his logic, his, his research, he could have read 50 books about the great men of old. But that for today's message is irrelevant because it's a different message. So you can study about the great revivals back in the day. You can study about the great pastors back in the day. It's names that I can say that you may know. But that is yesterday's message. It's not today's message. So the man he sends, the man he sends, PT, that may carry to that will, sorry, carry this generation's message, may not even know. He may not know what he's doing. So he may wake up and say certain, certain things like, God, certain prayers that I pray, that I've heard them pray. God, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what you are trying to do in this generation because it's a new message. A message that has not been sent before. So what does it take? It takes a man like PT with rugged faith to follow and say, Lord, lead me. Lead me with this generation's message. And what does it take us to do? It takes soldiers like you and me that will have a certain level of faith that will say, Lord, I am willing to follow. I'm willing to follow. And let me tell you something. The reason why we glorify men of God, like PT, is because we believe that they carry the message. So when Joshua followed Moses, had faith, it's because he believed that Moses carried the message. But what about other people? They had doubts, lack of faith. 
can we take this mountain can we take this city lack of faith so when Pastor Dami began to speak about faith saying that you need to have faith what is faith? things not seen things not been done before but a belief so what am I doing here? what have I been doing for the last 10 years of my life? I've been following a message I've been following a message I've been holding on to faith I've been following diligently knowing that I don't know what tomorrow is going to be like I don't know the style of giving in six weeks I don't know the style of giving in six hours it can change it can change because we are doing something that has not been done before we're not following the history of, of church knowledge of how church should be we're not following the textbooks of church growth we're following what the Holy Spirit says we're following the message that he has given today's message do you understand amen Spat Nation. Spat Nation. Are you here with me? Yeah? Alright, let me tell you lot something real quickly. And I want you lot to pay attention. I'm just going to kind of flow from what my sister said, Pastor Ndidi. Let's clap for her, by the way. <laughs> it's good to have sisters that can challenge your faith, isn't it? <laughs> well, let me say something. Let me just say something real quick. Because I began to think, and again, the reason why I'm going to say this is because I've been thinking about this for the last few days. I began to think about, listen to me very carefully, I'm not going to take your time at all. I began to think, you know, when Jesus was crucified, they said that they would crucify him because he declared, he declared himself to be as a king, right? Yes or wrong? Talk to me, guys. And I began to wonder as to why would the crown that was placed on his head be a crown of thorns? Listen to me. Because in the natural world, when a crown is, when a king is crowned, the crown that's put on his head is a crown of gold, right? Talk to me, guys. But the crown that will be placed on his head will be a crown that will make him bleed. A crown that will make him endure free suffering. I began to think about us as Spat Nation, guys. That what the world, listen to me, because you see, what happens in, in the kingdom of God is completely opposite to the kingdom of the world. When God wants to crown a man in his kingdom, first of all, he places a crown of thorns on your head. You will endure free pain, you will endure free suffering. Now, listen to me, because the Bible then begins to say that when you suffer with him, you will also resurrect in glory with him right or wrong so first of all before a crown of gold is placed on your head you must go through a crown of thorns bleed listen and i said it the other day that through the book of revelation i was able to find out the currency that can purchase human lives i began to understand that blood is able to purchase the life of a man because the bible begins to say that jesus was the only person found worthy now i said something that worthy is no holy worthy means that you've purchased something you bought something but the bible says that he purchased men unto his god and the bible says that he the currency that he used was blood let me tell you something let me tell you something leaders if you cannot shed blood you cannot buy lives every opportunity to give every opportunity to evangelize is so that you may shed blood to buy human lives are you listening to what i'm saying to you guys because the, let me tell you something everything is purchable in the realm of the spirit in this in this realm you cannot go to tesco and buy a human life let me tell you something in the realm of the spirit men buy people you see if you begin to study the word can i tell you something guys can i tell you something and, and let me just go like this in this world guys when when people are into black power when people want to climb into a certain rank here what they do is that they sacrifice human lives blood must be present for them to climb higher are you listening to what i'm saying to you the younger the person the more expensive the blood so I began to speak to Pastor Faye when we went to Butler's and she began to speak to me about the company that she works in. Listen to me. She began to tell me that they get more excited the younger the people are. 
why because they have more time they can buy them they can they can use the blood for a longer period of time are you listening to what i'm saying to you guys so that's why jesus couldn't die of old age no blood needed to be shed are you listening to what i'm saying to you mm, no you're understanding you think that jesus just came to die no he, the blood needed to be shed he couldn't just die of old age because if blood is not shed he cannot purchase men unto god so he was pissed on his side the same way adam was pissed and what came off his side was blood and water right water will be the holy spirit the helper right eve isn't it blood will also be what what do you use their blood for to purchase the church the church will be his wife still so men in order for, for us to buy lives now why do i say this because today i was with a, a friend of mine we grew up together and what's happened now is that this i won't say it on, on because we're on periscope but cut long story short he was meant to go to jail for for life yeah but he was able to escape the sentence listen to me very carefully i began to think about it and i began in free conversation with this young man i noticed something i noticed that you see if i was to bring this guy to god i can't give him money because he already has money are you listening to what i'm saying to you guys no i can't give him money because he already has money there must be something that's more expensive than gold and silver that will be able to bring him into this kingdom do you understand what i'm saying to you guys so then i began to think and the holy spirit reminded me once again that enrique unless a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies it abides alone no i as a leader i as a shepherd i must die so that i can give birth to other people or oh, you listen to what i'm saying to you the issue sometimes is that we are afraid to die we are afraid to be under the soil for too long why because under the soil there's darkness right or wrong guys listen to me talk to me guys when the seed is under the soil it cannot see it's full of darkness no you are not to be afraid you are to actually go under the ground and die because if you can remain there abide there long enough you give birth to many of your kind do you understand what i'm saying to you guys that's exactly what jesus needed to do that's why he said that listen everyone that you've given to me i've lost none i've lost no one that you've given to me he actually gave birth to these disciples and these 12 disciples will take over the whole world listen to me Sprite nation we don't need more people we need more blood we know we need more leaders to shed their own blood selflessness is the key to win the world are you listening to what i'm saying to you guys I'm going to rest my case with this. I want this to be on your mind, guys. That every time we give as a beef or evangelist, whatever we do, it's an opportunity for our blood to be shed. Because that's the only currency that scripture showed us that can buy human lives. Awesome. Whoa. Now that's serious word right there, isn't it? Should I use that one instead or should I keep this? Okay. Cool. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Dami. Awesome word. Thank you. Pastor Indidi. Thank you. Pastor Bayo, Pastor Enrique. Awesome word from all of you tonight, and I've been encouraged. I just needed to um, satisfy the Spirit of God in me. I knew you had something to share. And so they just know now, by the way. I just turned to them and said, You're next. And you're next. You know, let me tell you why I'm confident in doing those things. Let me tell you why. Any pastor that says I'm not prepared is never prepared. It's sinning. And so you this It's living in sin. Living in sin. If you when he's saying I'm not prepared, if you run to his house and knock the door, you'll find someone inside. I'm telling you. waiting for him to come back from church 
But on the, no, that was a joke, right? But on the serious note, the reason why I'm confident for me to do that is because I know that you're dealing with matters daily. I know that many of you have your girls or your guys or your proteges. You have things going on. So you're learning on a daily basis. You're faced with situations. And one of the preachers on Sunday said about the perplexed and pressed on every side. So you've got issues on a daily basis. And these are the scriptures. And start from where Pastor Indeed started or stopped. He said, For you search the scriptures, for you think that in them. And of course, when we look at Pastor Indeed being a sharpshooter and giving us the word, we must thank you, Pastor Mark, who, yeah, of course. <laughs> must thank you, Pastor Mark, who said, Let's start it so winning challenge in Lancaster House and then sat on the bus and saw an indidi an indidi and, and walked up to her and said would you come to church with me or come to church whatever and i remember the first day i prayed for indidi pastor i remember walking into the church there was a lady with us then and the, i was coming out and the lady was still in church in fact she reads the bible then and god said her time is over i don't want her here she's dirty you're not dirty because you do something wrong. You're dirty because your heart condition is perpetually corrupted. It's not the action, it's the heart. And God said, the mission I sent her here to do, she, you will find a girl there, she will replace her. Then I walked in, I saw her sitting, I said, come. Let me, come. But what I'm going to share with you tonight, if we can just get a generation of angry young men or angry young women angry of the status quo angry of religion angry of a box society angry of a name that god never gave them and they are ready to take on the next stage pastor enrique said it so right tonight the crown of leadership is never the crown of gold it's the crown of fun a leader bleeds all the time if you ever see a leader that bleeded yesterday that's a past leader the leadership that god was creating is a constantly bleeding leader so the sweat of a leader is not water it is blood You don't need to sweat blood in order to preach preaching is easy carrying a generation in your loins takes blood that's what we celebrate at easter it is the crown of thorns why because adam messed up and got the cause of god he said thorns and thistles the earth will yield to you so this was what was put in the head of jesus and he placed it upon peter the last day jesus was living he looked at peter and said peter you remember that when you are young you go wherever you please because young and adulthood is leadership uh -uh. The, the the difference between age is leadership not age 
you didn't hear me my mom can be 99 billion years old she's not a leader if she's not a leader our age does not make her a leader it is the cause of man maliata that he carries on his head when a young girl walks into you and she's going through difficult times you take that phone and wear it because it's the tone that came from adam that is the tone you wear it you bleed pastor why are you in debt because you are in debt how is the pastor so free and you're so bound we're gonna carry the same phone so you take that phone off them and you put it upon your own head how did you get into debt because you got into leadership the day you got into leadership it is no longer how you manage your life because it is not your life as for your life that's what the best thing they will teach you in churches as for your life you know and your thought how to manage your finances and i said i was doing well with that until i came into leadership in leadership it is no longer my debt now in leadership is the throne of adam is a tone that Adam produced. I'm not wearing this tone now because we like the crown of life. But we don't understand what that even means. Hey, it's called the crown of life, not the crown of ease. Why am I bleeding? Because the new guy that is coming in now just when i thought okay i'm settled now um faith is good now she has faith now and she's a strong christian um gift is good now she's got gifts now and she's a strong christian um nikki is good now she's got nikki <laughs> why do you have a yoruba name i can't play with your name now i i i just thought they are fine now but just about then the church door flings open and there comes a bishop, a, <laughs> a prince, because he's standing just by the door. I wasn't, I wasn't going to, that doesn't mean anything. Okay, a Pastor Daniel. There comes these guys again with other crowns. And then when they listen now when they then call you leader and say we just love indy so much we just love pity so much you know what they were doing at that point they are casting crown but the crown they've got is fun casting crown whenever you've said that to jesus the last time he just walks away and said give it to your leader i did that already because when I ascended on high, I gave gifts to men. So let them cast it to you. So each time you see leaders say, just don't worry about me. Just turn to Jesus. He's telling you, I'm not taking your thorns. Because it's easy to cry on Jesus. She's homeless now. And she's saying, I'm homeless. He said, look to Jesus, the author, meaning give him that thorn. No, God wants leaders who can say, I can still 
manage another fund oh my god because when you enter into hell jesus went into hell with the thorns crown of thorns but when he enters into hell that thorn is the badge what they see and the demons have to honor him they have to worship him because he came with the crown of life but what the demons did not know is that he's bleeding he's bleeding because he still has temptation but he cannot yield to it because the thorn on the head is so deep painful that there is no pleasure from sin anymore ah you didn't hear what i just said sin cannot give you pleasure anymore if you are really wearing the thorn the crown of thorn it's painful that's leadership there are many books about leadership there's only one thing about leadership it has crown so the crown of glory in this realm in the realm of angels and demons it is the crown of glory when angels see it they rejoice when demons see you they tremble but when men see you they see a scarred person but i'm only scared because i keep taking and what god will ask me is are you still able to take more crowns because your fellowship will grow if you can take more crowns well they've got thorns there i said you want the church to grow you want to have influence more not fame influence I said can you take some more thesis and thorns and ask me how did you how do you deal with us obscurity I did not deal with obscurity because I wasn't there was nothing else to do than obscurity you, you don't understand that there is obscurity is not you don't grow into obscurity you were born into it so it's your normal state so dealing with obscurity is not an issue it is dealing with fame or power because that's the one some of you us didn't ask for and by the way if you're asking for it you'll never get it from god you want to fill stadiums and do da, 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 da. you're going to die and then you're going to see yourself in the spirit doing it you're not going to do it that's what i'm saying to you it's not going to happen because you can't undo the people whose crown you've not received I didn't have faith I was just reckless those who had faith only it was the Bible that wrote about them having faith it was those that were after them that saw that that is what they call faith they didn't know it as faith Abraham didn't know about faith you see stagnation today it's not pity at faith i was just reckless i was just born into a family that i felt like they were so rich and now i discovered they're not but i felt they were so rich and i could get away with anything 
and I didn't care like others so I wasn't bothered about what life is going to bring I think I always have a family to fall back to anyway so I was just reckless but now I realize oh that was faith and all of a sudden when it becomes defined for me then fear wants to grip me because now I'm thinking what if I don't have enough faith to keep this going or to make it bigger God said but who told you about faith I needed you to be reckless in case you don't understand that think about Adam living day by day with what God just says until he was told about knowledge that there is still a knowledge to look for there's still a life to aspire for and all of a sudden he needed to do something we didn't know a pastor called me today said i just want you to know that i went to a university in another nation and the guys there speak like you and crack your jokes he said they reformed their whole service to be spark nation he said so the guy their leader they lead thousands of people just take your own jokes and just crack it and it's funny to all of them because they understudy you daily as spark nation understudy every single move everything they know he said you'll be shocked you'll get there and they know your word word for word including the jokes including cracking jokes and broken or the names that you mentioned and and all those stuffs I just needed to lay a foundation and I'll show you scriptures now that wasn't planned when probably when we were no longer here they would say a set of people called spark mission they had faith but you and I know now that we don't we're just reckless and some of you, if I give the microphone to now and say define faith, you just you don't even know. But you just know you will give on Sunday. And say, so, Do you have the money? Say, I don't, but I just know. I I'll 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 take it from anybody. But the Christian world looks at you and says, Look, sit down, define faith. What is salvation? Imagine somebody saying, Can you define salvation? Why do I need to define salvation? I don't know salvation. I have it. And someone says, explain the workings of a Rolls Royce. I said, am I a mechanic? Am I Pastor Ebo? Huh? They said it's not mechanic anymore. Don't let these guys change your destiny. You know. I should not mind them. Okay. Oh. I don't need to define it in order to use it. If I need to be conscious of the engine oil, the car is already going back to its maker. Yeah, of course, if it is 2002, I need to be conscious if the angel oil is in the right gauge 
you know in nigeria then we have this we open the bonnet pull out the engine earthing and check the you will not know may you never know that there, there, there's no need to know okay there are some things not necessary to know uh, asking someone if you know speckham he said i don't and so oh so you don't know i said listen you don't need to there's no need it's not like oh if you don't know Beckham, your life is not complete because there are two sides to life no so you check <laughs> i don't go there you check if the angel oil is right then you put that back then you check some other oil then you check right the guy is out of date can you define faith i don't need to all i know is we will take this nation either we can define faith or not leave story to the storytellers the story is for historians yeah because it's story right <laughs> all these people you're making into pastors can they even define what baptism is i said why should they define it jesus said there is one who baptizes you with water and i said well that's not the important part that i mean john said it he said another one is coming who will baptize you with the holy ghost and with fire it's like define fire don't worry wait take the matches and set them on fire that's where i'm going to start from tonight so you don't define fire you encounter it god needs you to be on fire guys you know i discovered something i've seen a burning man before and someone was saying yesterday was you know those coals that they used to make roads with you know it is just black fire do you know that right oh my god if they put, don't move near that thing it is fire it's just black until it cools down if it pours on you it's like fire so this man was telling me about a day that someone either he jumped into it was playing with it and the oak the guy was set on fire and he began to cry help help he said he was driving his car the guy ran into his car yanked the car and sat down said hospital hospital he said he that was going to office judge meaning gently by his own did not know when out of or returned his car around ran to the hospital when he got to the hospital you know all the nurses i would say feel this from feel that form the way the guy was running fire the nurses were the ones running after him let me tell you when you are really on fire the reason why you've not changed your area is because you are not on fire we will affect like people will do what you want because you are really on fire it's not so imagine the guy was in his suit and tie going to work there was no time for negotiation now oh, you can't just enter into my car like that I'm just going to work. No, he knows this guy is on fire. And he danced to the tune. 
turned his car around quickly did not bother to call his boss at work because you have a man on fire in your car there was no form to fill when he got to the hospital now I discovered something have you ever read in Revelation when Jesus said I know your works that you are lukewarm he said you are neither cold nor hot guys can I tell you something today I discovered what lukewarm means lukewarm is a gap uh-uh, you didn't hear me you see the word lukewarm is a mathematical word really unbelievably so exactly oh my wow it's what again thank you it's a dialogue wow that's from obi or child thank you sir it's a dilution level so it is mathematical the parameter you know lukewarmness has parameters and those who are mathematical here would help me out tonight so don't shake your head and say yeah yeah because now we're going to pass the microphone and say oh well i was just nodding i did i i just thought uh, niniola was singing i i left You know when you don't understand what is going on, you're like, yeah, yeah, hmm, yeah. Oh, we did it in primary school. I said, that was nothing. I said, okay, yeah, so what? He said, oh, we did it in primary school. What did you do in primary school? Some mathematical stuff. Shut up, nigga. <laughs> it is a lukewarmness is in between. No wonder Jesus said, e, e that dilution becomes useless because it's neither here nor there nobody can use it God still needs instruments in Satan's hand God still needs people that Satan can use so God is looking and saying this guy is not useful to Satan and it's not useful to us if it's cold it's useful to satan it just needs to be cold because satan can use him anytime so that if a cold person is in your life when you're about to come to church and you have business with them they will start calling you to discuss or get you angry because they are usable so let's just look briefly into that and we're going to pray tonight started with David's men yesterday it is on these pages that we begin to prophesy from tonight tomorrow night the mighty men of David in a state of lukewarmness were brought to the backside of the desert where they will have to become extreme otherwise they'll be useless no 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 what renders a man useless is not their death contrary to what this community or society is trying to teach us it's not their credit rating 
it's all discontentment these men who came to david had all these four things going on in their lives they were in debt they were discontented and what again distressed guys so even distress does not have enough power to render a person useless They had all these three deeds in their lives. But they needed to meet the only one deed that matters and that's David. In the desert. So I told you on Periscope yesterday, Pastor Daniel promised, he said, we're going to rub minds on what the instruments are and they never got back. Typical, that's Pastor D. He's a busy man. Did you get back? <laughs> So let's check what are these five things that train them. Why? So that we can worship and prophesy to them. I started this week by telling you that there's no single thing that can destroy a person. Nothing in life can destroy you other than what you do. That seems like a known fact. But you know when you are not happy, really most times it's not you doing that. Circumstance did that to you. Your feeling of unhappiness still cannot destroy you. So I've been looking into these things until today, meaning I, I stopped in a location since Monday and I only came out today. I came out today and I said, I didn't know the weather has changed. It was so sunny. I didn't have a clue. Then see no sun. I said, wow, summer is here. Beautiful. Now, thank you for allowing me to be able to do that, though, because you guys are fighting. So I know Sorikis was on fire the other day, whatever day. Um, and all these other places, so you're fighting. So it allows me to get a template of warfare clearly focused and be able to deliver to you that's what i want to do for the next three days give god praise amen <laughs> awesome for samuel for samuel 16 and let's do verse 2. I've got 20 minutes tonight. I'll spend most time tomorrow. Most of you will be watching from home because it's 3G service, right? And then I'll do the third part installment on Sunday. Most of you will be there. Trendy will be watching. Enjoy tonight, sister. Soak and hug as many people as possible. Sing with them. Hold their hands take pictures record short videos for summer what are we treating now where are we going i just want to get into a situation where we can just prophesy specifically 
what God is calling us to, including those who may be watching on the internet. And I'm not going to prolong this. I'm going to do it as brief as I can. Because I feel you've heard the word tonight. If truly this is a gathering of most leaders or leaders or leaders in the making and you're a leader if you're already bleeding if you're persecuted if you're a giver you're leading already if you fight I didn't say if you fight one another if you fight one another you are not a leader you are the thorn and you are the thistle because when you're quarreling with one another someone would have to take that thorn and thistle and wear it and say let's settle this fight when people are settling fight for you you just lost your place you just gave them you cast your crown on them and whoever is the peacemaker have you wondered why i said blessed are the peacemaker whoever becomes the peacemaker took the crown so you can be emotional all you like that's your problem so if you never rise don't blame god because it will not commit anything important to your hands it will give it to the peacemaker because they are the ones wearing the thorn the one hour is spent settling you look set to fight yours is a seed blessed are the peacemakers uh-huh don't be nosy but look for who is calling you are you currently no you you don't like her say oh can i meet both of you like for lunch tomorrow and call them buy coke for them that's all they've been looking for they just want acceptance buy them coke and say ah sister i accept you so much people may not love you but i love you broker peace when they leave pick your book and say god you hold me blessed empowered to prosper are the peacemakers blessed and then just follow them up yeah peace broken complain uh-huh call them the next day and say the matter we discussed yesterday i hope everybody is at peace say can we do a three-way call and we do a three-way call to just make sure everybody is at peace then she will come back to say well i just love her she was the one who just made sure everybody was settled say thank you man <laughs> yeah he just chopped him out took the guy's crown and peacemaking is an easy crown to wear it's just about 30 minutes of talking to both parties good crown look for cheap crowns to buy it's good business it's very that one is easier than housing somebody it's easier so you know those in your group that always fight just enter there and say ah can we have lunch tomorrow <laughs> for samuel now for samuel so if you ever see a vance and a a vroom 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 fighting I don't know how you get the name vance vroom 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 van
Pastor Samuel, you don't want to hear what I've got to say next. So. First Samuel, chapter 16. So let's trace the life of David. Upon David, we prophesy this week. I love David. Took a whole generation. I told you the reason yesterday. When God wants to change a thing in a place, He raises a man. I'm not saying I don't believe in missionaries. I'm just saying that they prepare the ground for a man. If God wants to take the finance mountain, there can be 10,000 Christians there. But it will take one Gideon to really show then other 10,000 Christians will become bold. God takes a city, a nation, a globe, I mean, a, a, a continent, pardon me, by raising a man. And so the scripture we read on Periscope yesterday, he said, I found a man, David. He said, it's a man. Because at that junction in the life of Israel, Saul had become everything God wanted them that he would become. Saul had begun to oppress them and their economy was in shreds. It also takes a man to destroy a thing. But it takes a man to build it. It was a man that got humanity into problem, Adam. It was a man that will restore humanity, the last Adam. He always looks for a man. Let me tell you something. And I'll be very blunt about saying this. As much as you can love pity and respect what I've done. My job is to inform you and awaken you to the fact that the men and women that God wants to use are right here in this room. My job is to wake you up to enter into your calling. I thank you for your respect and love for me, but that's my job. It's to let you know that when God wants to change a thing, He raises a man. Who is that man? Not me. You. I'm being honest with you. The power of God that you've seen demonstrated through us in this nation, there are signs that you may believe. So if we're saying that spark has become global, or the nation now respects or sees you, God just wrote signs through me that you may know what you are supposed to do. It's not me. It's convenient to say it's me. I'm not going to take the finance mountain. Why? I don't care about it. But I'm going to raise people, wake them up to the fact that when God wants to change a thing, it's not going to look for an animal, it's going to look for you. If I become the president of a nation, it's not because I'm popular is a sign to show that you should rise to that position 
Are you with me tonight? I don't think I can be more honest with you than this. The voice of an apostle and a prophet is to establish a dimension for people to rise in it. It's not me. It's you. Yes, of course. It's nice to support that one person standing in front of you, but I'm conscious of the fact that when a door opens, either I'm standing before a king or a prime minister, I know that I represent just you because you are the ones to do it, not me. If you're waiting for pity to do it, then you're going to die in penury. You're going to lack all the days of your life because his voice is to awaken what is dead on the inside of you and to fight the lion called religion because his job is to cage generations it's you the job of samuel was to come and tell david that god has anointed him to be king over israel and the voice of samuel will be with him until he's established David will be defined by the prophetic word of Samuel over his life. So when I begin to talk about David's mighty men, believe me, I'm not talking about me. They are sons and daughters of prophecy. So you, you, you're not David either. You say, oh, maybe I'm the David here. Um, then there, there's going to be a fight between David and David and David is going to kill David thinking he killed Goliath so you may be Goliath and you get killed by David I'll tell you how that principles will work principle will work tonight so let's trace this I've got 20 more minutes I'm really going to spend time with 3G tomorrow so that we get to the bottom of this or Okay, let, let me just choose scriptures. First Samuel, read from where I said first. Let's see. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. If Saul hears that another generation has been anointed, that's your generation. Don't, don't mind first, second, third gen. It's just to define that's one generation in all. So if that generation, I'm talking about the church that exists today. If they hear that this guy, because I come from their generation too, I understand the language of their generation. That's what is annoying. I know their generation. I know the salmon of their generation. I've grown a church as a 25-year-old based on the theology of their generation. And the church got to over 200 people. As a twenty, so I know that generation. I know the generation of general overseer that sees nothing. I know that generation. I know the generation of deliverance that is in bondage. I know that generation. I know the generation of demons, but no demonstration of God's glory they talk about and Obi knows it as well Pastor Obi Toby Jr I 
how you got yourself into our generation i don't know why and how he said it's not him it's enrique they define to me how ordination used to happen come and tell us sir i'm gonna take my time he said in their in their church please i want you to hear me out and so that by the time i conclude you'll realize this is not this in any church this is not a church stuff i don't have their time this is making a clear landmark of where one one idiotic stuff stops he said they created this bible they're gonna ordain this Ghanaian guy so they created this bible they say it's as big as this so obi was the one carrying it oh sorry pastor david ajay imagine i want you to see the evil of this generation a guy comes from a gang background that tough and what he's going to do in church is to carry a big bible to follow a guy who will never do exploit never and so you're not god you don't know i i am saying till now go and check the man it will never he carries the bible then their main bishop comes out from his altar whatever with a big sword this guy that is being ordained is only looking to finish his house in ghana so he can go there real sword you know about it were you there oh francis was there too god helped you guys you know let me tell you i remember the first day i was going to kennington to go preach in kennington and Kunle was the pastor Kunle was the one driving me so i saw obi so he said oh these guys they, they pastor a church or they do church i said what church i was still very radical i just because i looked at him i looked at him i said this looks like a servant of god so he said oh they pastor a church and they do a youth revival i said what church what stuff so then i saw him in service i said you are you a pastor so i said get up man uh, the passage of what church what church this guy is just gonna waste your life away you're gonna be a jonathan that dies with saul jonathan saw david then in the future he saw saul his past he kept going back and forth oh david i love you so much then he goes and say oh it's my dad so you should have seen the anger when he told me i said what church a young man is sitting down in a church where they are saying no we're going to raise an altar so what is altar i want to raise an altar where you i said what is altar though are these people psychologically damaged 
so i'm talking about the dispensation of Saul because these are all the things that Saul knew let me tell you we cannot progress until we fight that idol to a standstill otherwise you will go to david's war with saul's armor so let's raise an altar i'm looking at the man saying what does that mean he said oh respect him he's a bishop i said what bishop what bishop the bishop is eating in his dream and delivering people who are eating in their dream are you mad sick people listen to me if you still compromise that with your dad and mom and you don't let them know where you stand you're idiotic you just don't want to offend them so they gave you a phone number of a guy in nigeria ghana a guy who is praying every day for a visa and he's going to be the one to tell you what god is saying So it, said, it tells you to send 200 to raise an altar. So a woman on the, on the internet asking people, give one billion naira. Oh, no, no, no. That's just an example. So that we can raise an altar. Um, so I said, Mrs. Altar Woman, where are you going to raise it at? In your house? Would you allow me to come to your house where you raise it? Oh, no, don't come to my house. Where did you raise the altar? I just want to find the altar you lying son of the devil go punish your mouth you're just lying because you 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 just got to a point where you feel you can do anything and get away with it that doesn't mean the person is not a good person or um, servant of god it just means that's an idiotic action i want to show you over the next three days the difference in dispensation so that you know the one that ended and the one that is starting so if i don't say these things you will not know what ended and what starts imagine after pastoring someone for six years they still call me to say oh sir i just want us to pray together to raise an altar i said may god punish you and the son you want me to raise an altar for may he be punished to death you fool oh sir did i offend you no you didn't offend me if it's me what can i do you just offended the god of all gods you know me and you don't know what to say have i ever ever told you about an altar have i ever told you about a prophetic offering and say give me a prophetic offering i said are you a prophet now are you a prophet you are you are a pastor the last time i checked we're not even sure if you're a pastor so why are you going to take prophetic offering oh this sunday we're going to take prophetic offering i said okay so let's see the prophet no we're all prophets okay let's all take offering from one another then sick it's simple we want to give we need 100k on sunday let's give there's no you don't need to lie let's raise an altar 
come and give one billion one one thousand dollars to raise an altar where madam where would you were you a carpenter Imagine Paul said, Ephesians church or Corinthian church, I thank you for the offering you're going to send. I raised an altar with it. Paul never said this thing. Anyway, you know, many of you don't know these things, but they happen. So that when you see it, you don't condone it, you discard it, you call the devil by his name and say, that woman there right now, she might be a woman of God all her life, but right now she's speaking for the devil. She's speaking for her master, the devil, through the spirit of greed and insatiable lust for money. And you send the blessing of God to her. The blessing of God to such people is God punish you. That's the blessing. So now, I, I'm satisfied now. So that when you see evil, you confront it and you say, no, that's not criticizing anybody. That's not the person's life. That's their problem with their life. When it comes to matters of doctrine, the word, you must be sound in it. Let me tell you why people fall for such idioticness. Let me tell you. They get to a place in their life where they think they have peculiar, special problem. So these preachers have mastered that people are very stingy in court so to get into people's pocket they will say some mysterious things that people don't understand once they don't understand it they will try to pay for it so this prophet wants to pray for somebody but he knows if it's too simple so he goes mm, 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 mm. It's figuring out in the spirit. Like, mm. So now, the unrepentant sinner standing in front of him now thinks, wow, Papa must be receiving something. It's not receiving anything. It's just thinking, should I ask my wife to prepare Ogbono or Ewedu or... <laughs> that's all that's all <laughs> yeah they said maybe I am Massey or fried rice it's a lie it's a lie you understand it's a lie People will go under such things. You will be you will be you will find out why I'm telling you this because listen, if your parent pressure gets so high and you're not married on time. Remember, I said on time because it's their time, because they ran out of time in time. They'll get you one of these guys, and they begin to say stuff. Because you will think there is a problem that is peculiar to you. Say so your case is just special. So we're going to do for the next seven days special prayer. And fasting. Believe me, the guy did not pray for you once. And he did not fast once. 
And look, if somebody talks for a long time, there are things they will say about you that will look correct. Say, oh, daddy, you got that right, oh. When you said that to daddy, you got that right. Daddy is thinking, oh, wow. Oh, wow, wow. That's, <laughs> that's a surprise. Someone said, why do you guys not? You, I, I'm going to join all these up in scriptures now. You'll find out why I'm saying this. So why do you guys not do anointing service? I said, because we are all annoyed. <laughs> we are all angry. Have you seen Pastor Kunle preach? Have you seen PK preach? Have you seen Stephen preach? Have you seen Tony preach? We are all angry, annoyed already. So... And I said, by the way, what is anointing service? Because, listen, the first anointing service almost went wrong. That's where I'm going to now. Samuel. He was commanded to go to anoint David. In his fear, he called for a service. He said, if Saul hears that I'm coming so god said well to treat your fear do some service then let's go and anoint david look for him till you find him now all the wrong guys have assembled and it's now about to start pouring oil on them listen there's nothing called anointing service all services are anointed we're going to do anointing service next year. Okay, so sir, what should I, till then we should stay unanointed. First John said, for you've received an anointing. You remember the scripture you read for me in Spring Harvest. For you've received an anointing from the Holy One. It said that anointing is in you now. It is not responding to an oil poured on your head. When you finish, this guy puts oil out and anoints his own head. Like, so you are anointed now. Okay, can I follow you for a week? You are anointed. Because you poured olive oil on your head. Something is wrong with you. You need help. You need serious checkup. So there's no dispensation that takes us out of scriptures. Our parents, are, my mom knew from day one, we do anointing service in our church and it's all gravy, it's all good, whatever. But my mom knew from day one, when I'm going to school, she said, take your anointing oil. I said, you know I don't like, don't tell me again. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not a matter of, uh, it's not a matter of I dispute what you guys are saying. Just leave me, don't do it to me. I'm not doing it. Don't annoy me, don't touch me with that thing. I don't want it simple there's no of course my, my my dad and mom watch periscope but don't, just don't do it there's no need okay we're fine get into a car accident scrambling for their bottle of oil <laughs> fools
so we said you know why that thrived in africa africans listen africans never left idol worshiping they just transcend exactly so if they can hold something if they can feel something they feel because they are they are idol worshippers it's nothing those things stay in bethel they do not come into canaan for the new generation they must never come among you imagine one day pastor pisam comes to credit connect and say bring out your bottle of oil Then you say, oh, there's a criminal we want to kill. We're going to break bottles on someone's head. It's not a matter of, oh, do you believe in this doctrine or not? They don't exist. Anything that Paul didn't do. Because he was given permission to write to the churches. Yeah? They said, okay, but he told us to anoint to anoint the sick. That's why we so I said, So are you all sick? We're gonna come and anoint everybody because the Bible says, as Jesus said, as you go, anoint the sick. Okay, fine. As you go, this is not church meeting. He said, as you go, anoint the sick in the name of the Lord. So is everybody filled with cancer? But then the oil can be a symbol of something it's a symbol so don't misunderstand me the prophetic can work in any dimension it means therefore that it's not a fixed service it's a prophetic move so it in itself is not wrong when it becomes a monumental statutory thing that we know when we do it in a month, how we do it, it becomes wrong. But the spirit of the prophet can move in a certain dimension now. For the moment, it can use a thing. Do you understand that? So let's get that settled. The prophetic move of God can happen in any way. Prophet can come, and of course, a prophet can come to Spartanation, but no matter what, they are prophetic, their prophecies catching them there were no boundaries right because the, look if the greatest prophet in this world comes to this altar and start talking nonsense i'm going to walk to him and take the microphone and the boys will carry him it could be benny him we're going to carry him and say sit down give me the microphone and sit down because you're not feeding me you're not you're not going to help me to get to the world But the prophetic move of God can move in any dimension for a time, for a season. So we could anoint ourselves. We could, you could eat grass. I won't join you, but I wonder, the pastor that stopped people to eat grass, did he eat it though? No? So you could eat grass, but I'm not going to join the party. But there are Christians who need to eat grass, though. Let's be honest. No, seriously. Some need to eat grass because they've been listening to the word. They've mistreated their pastors. And God says, I'm going to make you Nebuchadnezzar. Turn you to animals. So believe me, those who were eating it, they deserve it. 
they would have been in places where they were being taught the word and they would say ah no i need more i need more power i need power of god but god said yeah for samuel let's read this time and close now and samuel said how can i go if so hears it he will kill me let's jump because of time and say oh if you just get into the world and not say all these things we would have gone far i've been teaching you the word for 14 years no sound cloud but the lord said to samuel do not consider his appearance and height let's read that as well let's just thought three points and then we we pray but the lord said to samuel so the first guy comes out god said to samuel don't uh-huh do not look at his appearance yeah or at his physical stature right because i have refused him for the lord does not see as man sees for man looks at the outward appearance but the lord looks at the heart and I ask if there's anyone here who doesn't look at outward appearance. I think we all do. He said, but that's fine. He said, but I look when I'm coming. I've told you this thousands of times possibly in 14 years. He said, when I look, I look at a person's heart. So this guy had come with all his talent, his gifts, his looks. And someone says, surely... Uh -uh. listen to this surely this is where I'm going with all of this now all the jokes I've made about this altar, that altar Samuel the prophet the prophet is the one that sets the timing and the seasons of God he had seen Eliab I believe and he has said surely this is God's anointed why did he do that because the guy looked like Saul It looked like now that I've got Saul because Saul was a tall guy and he had all the appearance if it looks like the old church because these people that are preaching they've got thousands of people sitting in front of them and so when you see another move like that you say wow surely the Lord's anointed and God says don't anoint him because I, the Lord, have refused that dimension of looks. I've, re I've refused the dimension of outward appearance. And I'm dealing with my abode, the place. So now it will make sense. So I'm rumbling around all those things. He said, I've refused that dimension. It's not going to be our handsome. Saul is. But the prophet almost fell for that. Because even prophets have dimensions that they are used to. And when God is going to lead him to a new dispensation, it's going to be someone that he has not seen before. This guy is going to come back from the backside of the desert. It's, it's always been in obscurity. He's not trained in military affairs. Oh my God. But what trained him in the backside of the desert is about to come back to train his 400 men. So that when they also come to David, David will not look at their appearance. It will look at the location where he met them. The first training is the wilderness itself. Wilderness is a place of submission to leadership despite your current hardship.
don't come to me in the wilderness if you don't have hardship because you're not useful there David faced hardship daily because he was shepherding the sheep of his father this work must cost you personally it must risk your life personally otherwise you cannot dispossess people who are risking their life daily because of their own need to buy a mortgage I'm still risking more than the world but our risk is different I'm risking for this work they are risking for their work are you listening to me tonight so these guys left their family and their debt walks in did not care what the society will be saying to them you know Richard he owes now he's run away I hear he's with David somewhere and they are only God knows what they are doing there in fact the other day we even heard they went to rob some people uh, no but they were with David <laughs> oh. if we were not on periscope you know so they got to that place because with David everything goes because they are aiming for a kingdom I have many scriptures to read to you but I won't because of time they get to this place now David knew that everybody that he meets under hardship that he meets discontented they are worthy of the oil most of the people we anoint in church today they are not carrying the hardship for the kingdom they are carrying hardship for themselves that's why after the anointing service they get little breakthrough they are gone they look for their another potent oil ever looking for powerful oil never growing these are not people that are well mentally so they come to david and he anoints them with the wilderness the wilderness is an anointing hardship is, a, is another oil are you listening to me I want you to understand all true scriptures each time God commanded Moses which one of the pioneers of anointing oil in Nigeria used to bamboozle them because these guys don't read the Bible you know check each time he asked them to mix the oil and what out of what and for whom it's not for the congregation we want to pray in a minute it realizes what the sons of the Levites carry hardship. Listen to me. Jesus said, I, people came to Jesus and said, someone's mom brought them and said, please, can you have my first and second child sit at your left and your right? I love Jesus because Jesus didn't say, ah, never. Do you know Elijah is there? No, he said, but are you able to drink of the cup from which I will drink? And they didn't know what cup it is, you know. They said, of, of, of course, uh -uh. cup drinking. <laughs> drinking from cup is no problem. Said, I will drink of the cup. I'm coming somewhere. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. What is this cup? Because when you get there, you start saying surely and you get excited. My guy, you will drink of the cup. If you like, know it. If you like, don't know it. 
are you able to drink of the cup he spoke of the same cup i told you about cloud let me tell you about cup because it's one of the things in that box you know that was a mistake nebuchadnezzar or his servant did they took the cup shaliata nebuchadnezzar does not know the process but he took the cup of the house of the lord and he drank from it our god said you've drank from this cup you will go through that process as an untamed animal and heavens will tame you it did good and bad at the same time though but let's leave that tonight he said when you anointed my head with oil he said my cup run over it didn't say surely goodness and mercy will be part of me he said it will follow have you ever read that scripture before if something is following you is it upon you our fathers we go through some things so that goodness and mercy can be yours because it follows them you didn't hear that one you are the partakers of this goodness and mercy so how do i tap into goodness and mercy i must follow a person who has drunk of that cup because that goodness and mercy will become mine follow me obi quickly if goodness and mercy is behind me who is partaker of that goodness and mercy it's him the goodness and the mercy is his companion because of some of the work that i've done when me anointed my head with oil and i realized that that wasn't good news per se it was done see made me bleed but i don't mind bleeding because surely i know i know for a fact that goodness and mercy is following me because i still can feel the coldness of my blood on my own face are you listening to me tonight so i'm not afraid of the destiny of my sons and daughters i'm not afraid i don't need to even look back to check how well they are doing i know that there's something following me as long as i can feel the blood running down my head as long as i can feel the pain of the thorns on my head as long as i can feel the stripes i know something is following me so paul will say to them follow me as i follow christ because if you follow me you will not need to pray for goodness you will not need to pray for mercy because surely they are following me I followed Christ because he feels the thorns on his head so goodness is following him so I enjoy some of the goodness but now it's gonna multiply because I've got hobby behind me so when I told you about taking the thorns it is not the anointing service you need it is the following service your giving is a mark of following god does not need your money it's a it's followership pastor dami go and preach now 
and he quickly jumps on and delivers a powerful word i'm just trying to register something in heaven god nothing can go wrong with his life he's, he's still following he is following i don't want to follow a nice leader i want to follow a bruised leader because his cup ran over I don't want to follow pity because he's nice to me and picks my car and talks to me. That doesn't mean anything. There are nice men outside that can do that. I want to follow because I still see him bleeding. And if I'm following, I have no doubt about mercy. Kaliata. Are you ready to pray tonight? I have no doubt. Look, every one of you, if you are true followers, everywhere you go, mercy and goodness is supposed to be your own mark. If you are not experiencing that, go and check the friends you still keep. I told one of your sisters today, you see me, I'm Spark National to the core. So I look around those you, you are working with and they are not nationals. I'm sorry. It, it's nothing personal. It's just that I don't want you to forsake your own mercy because those who absorb lying vanity, vanity or forsake their own mercy. So if you have a friend who observe lying vanity, I don't care if it's your mom tell me about mom i've got one hey, you know there's a bond between sons and mothers well i i love my mom but there's there's no point she's been trying to call me all this week and i'll call her on monday i'm not encouraging you i want us to pray tonight they all mark Man, love your mom. All those things are good. Uh, but, but, but there is also a time to say, um, uh, you are woman. Not, not, not more. Is that anti-Jesus? That's what Jesus says. He never called Mary mom, ever. Mother, never. Or a woman. That's not disrespectful. In fact, it is respect. So how do we enter this new dimension and dispensation of God's grace and power? And you, as Park Nation, you've been doing an amazing work at that. I didn't preach tonight. I'm just telling you. This cup. Jesus was in the garden of Jessamine. And he said, Father, I wish that this cup. He didn't, call, he didn't say, I wish that this beating. It's not beating. He was anointed to drink that cup because if you drink that cup without being anointed to drink it, you will say spark is too much and you will be depressed. You will end up poor. You will look at your account and say, what's going on with my life? You are Nebuchadnezzar. You've gone to take the golden goblet so that you can feel big. Ah, people are giving thinking that I'm going to make sure. You're drinking from a golden goblet. You're not drinking the cup now. But this cup. So he said to them, are you able to drink of this cup? They said, yes. Yeah. He said, surely you will. Why? Because they were chosen to be disciples. And they did drink it. But he said, as for those who will sit at the right or the left. He said, that's the father's work. I've shown you how to have a life. That is filled with mercy and goodness.
if the church tells you otherwise it answers why a lot of christians today are not prospering one of your sisters want to go and do a program and the only people that offer that money is freemason so she said to me i mean to to run the program and they'll put her logo or their logo so she says to me oh boy it's only freemason i said what is freemason what is freemason take every pound penny shillings and cobble and go use that money to run the program wherever you're going to every penny of it what is freemason listen there's no freemason there's only jesus Freemason. I said, okay, don't don't take the Freemason one. Take the the Christian funding organization. Said, there's none. Said, but if they put their logo at the end of the day, there's nobody that connects with a logo. They connect with the person standing in front of them. When Joseph was crowned, they performed the ritual of Egypt on him. The ritual of Egypt on God's anointed. Goodness and mercy is what becomes yours from tonight. Why? It is a response to followership. So you want to run a show, you want to run something, Freemason says this is 100k. See, that's what I'm saying. Free. Freedom. And you shall know the truth. The other part may say, I don't know what it is. Oh, I, do you know? Define Freemason. I don't know it. What's my own? They won't, I, I, mean, I won't take money from Freemason to go buy a house. But to change lives on the street? <laughs> so, but the other guys are ill. Your community, they, these guys drop out of school, but they know how to define everything. They don't know nothing. So that, that looks like Illuminati. Like, did your father participate in it before? How do you know it? What, what do you know about it? Nothing. <laughs> We want to pray tonight. I, I just want to worship and then get into a place of prophecy. When do we close? Ten, right? Huh? That's all I'm going to say tonight. I wanted to take you to David's mighty man. I've told you two things that anointed them in the, the wilderness itself is an anointing. And Jesus was driven into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit and anointed. An anointing. The wilderness is an anointing your hardship is an anointing over your life god is sitting in heaven and not getting involved with your hardship because he wants to see how the anointing you've received will react to it so don't turn to him and say oh god come down no he's saying i'm not coming you have received an anointing from me and it's like when you've done a thing and you want to test out 
how is this going to work? Then they see you break down crying. Then they realize, oh my God. If someone close to you dies, believe me, there is something ahead of you ministry-wise that will deal with those things. So God was testing. Let me tell you, death is nothing to God. So he wants to see how you're going to react to this now. If he leaves you in lack, but ask you to give every month, he's giving you an anointing for it and he's folding his hands to see if the work pity did in you is perfected yet. Now when it's not perfected yet, he loves me with more words and says, go and refashion her. She's not, she's not there yet. She can't handle it. He sits back again. It takes a year. It brings the season back. Sometimes it takes two years. It brings back the season. He wants to see. Don't be the instrument you fashioned. How is it now? So you see why I get angry with you. Because this little thing is still crying. Seven years after I'm saying, oh my God. So now, since the Bible says they will give account over your life. So I can then go to him and say, God. I'm tired of this instrument. I'm just giving account back to you. Can I work on another instrument? Because this one is long now. He said they will give account of your soul. Look how powerful man is in our lives. But you all here tonight. We carry an anointing. Your hardship is anointing you. God wants to see how Spark Nation will react to opposition and pressure. And guess what? You did well. Oh yeah, you did well. When it was time to fight, you fought. When it's time to keep quiet, you kept quiet. That's why you kept growing in the midst of opposition. Other people who are not here say they've never seen a work grow like this. Because he's given you an anointing. You were praying for years. And all of a sudden he said, Aha, okay. Now the cup is ready. Then you got the baptism of fire. Another thing that anoints in the wilderness is opposition. Oh yes. He anointed them. And he saw how they responded. Then at the fifth training, he said, Now they are ready. For the palace and from then on nobody could stop the last one was leadership still because david would have saw in proximity to kill him and he must not touch him that was the last one from then on david was ready to take israel restore israel and rule from there all the way to africa a kingdom like never before guys Jesus said a word which I don't think we take cognizance of most times he said little children he said do not be afraid for it is your father's wish to give you the kingdom he said if you open the mind of the father tonight he wants to give you kingdom, not nation, kingdom. The dominion of king is what rules over nations. He said, that's your father's desire. So you see, from the day I read that, my question has been and my prayer has been, 
why has he not given me the kingdom god does not want to rule over the kingdom he wants to give you god wants you to hold the financial mountain so much so i told i gave you a scripture for that before that you tell him sir i think this is what we should do now here that's where we're going to as a church spark nation it will give you the tech mountain so much so that you just say this is what i want to create and you just create it and you then inform the lord said i've done this already i i forgot to tell you yeah i've done it because it is your father's wish is that not correct man yes, do not fear little flock for it is your father's good pleasure oh my i even said it better it is his good pleasure to do what to give you the kingdom it is his good pleasure spark nation this is my three days foundation and if we have to look for a space on saturday we will it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom i've told you my assignment is like a salmon what god is going to raise in this generation is 400 debits he said and it doesn't care about your outward appearance meaning what you know it cares about what your heart condition is right now this is the season we are in. He asks us to focus with a laser beam focus on the third. Because the kingdom is near. Thank you. The kingdom is near now. When we pray tonight, we have five minutes to pray. What are you praying to do? Expanding your capacity. The old dimension of church, friends, is dead. It died on Monday. God gave you a sign. It's gone. New Christian TV will rise and they will not be called Christian TV. Because you will infiltrate MTVs. And you're not going to change its name to God MTV. It's just still going to be MTV. Now I'm prophesying. God is going to raise new finance people. But he's looking for those who I told one of my sons, don't talk like that. Don't say, oh, why are the brothers not contributing? The moment they contribute, right, you are removed from your position. Don't open your mouth and say things like that. It is a foolish talk. It's idiotic. You know what will begin to happen to such a person? The next time you make the payment solely by yourself, you'll reduce more. Until you now say, ah, sir, I can't even take it anymore because I don't even have money to eat. You would think you are saying the right thing, but you cost it. In fact, I want everybody not to have the power to contribute. No, I just don't think they should take advantage. Please. By all means. Why? Because those that God is leading to the finance mountain. Oh my God, I can hear so much now. I shouldn't have been 
abusing other people so that I could use that time for this. They are wicked people. Those that God is going to raise for the finance mountain, it needs to locate something about your life that is extra. You, you, you didn't hear that. It will push you to the place where it demands extra things from you. And when it's demanding that, it's because it's preparing a kingdom for you, but it's saying, ah, they turn on this guy's head. The tone on this girl's head is not painful enough. So when God begins to demand, is hammering him. The tones because it needs more blood. Otherwise, you cannot dispossess those who are already on that mountain. I lie not in the Holy Spirit. Spark Nation is going to be the number one in every area of human endeavor number one in everything it's going to cause pain it's going to cause blood sorry it might cause some of you in this room tonight we might have to let some of you go but we're not when you're gone believe me we're not going to stop in fact, your exit will make us more determined. Are you listening to me tonight? I'm sorry, but I don't want it to cost me any one of you because I know you all and I love you all, but that's your choice, not mine. I can't make that choice for you. But a season will come not too long that it will place more demand on you and it will say, are you going to continue or not? and if you're not willing and what god did with me for the last three days is to teach me something and it's called how not to be afraid of death he didn't teach me revelation to come and tell you i've still got things that i learned 10 years ago that i don't still think i can teach you now so that's not the issue it's him <laughs> working personally inside me for what he's about to do so that whatever mountain it sends you to you're not going to if god does not consider my size i must not consider it either if god does not consider i'm prophesying now if he doesn't consider my shortcomings it is ungodly of me it is unholy of me to consider my pocket in order to obey what god is asking me to do because he said i don't consider outward appearance what what do i care if god says go tell the church this sunday raise a million i must not look at annabelle and say hey from annabelle annabelle still texts me that she needs to pay her insurance so i'm going to now go to and god says no i don't consider outward appearance god says if you want to walk with me don't consider that because i don't consider him i look at how large your heart is can your heart take what i'm saying in this moment how do i know those who will move to us on the next level even though their outward appearance is still small even though their bank account is small when they hear we're raising a million tomorrow their heart their heart says yes lord david will not back down at the sight of a beer 
that's what God was saying when he says I consider the heart this guy does not his heart is like the lions he does not back down he does not know fear David does not consider any money big there's no big money money is money leave that to our parents God says I'm looking for somebody with a heart that can take anything with a heart that can do anything a heart that seeks for God and God alone said I consider the heart little did Samuel know that when Goliath shows up these guys that he thought they have big body they were wrong but David's heart David said who is this uncircumcised dog they had I told you I went to an hotel and I saw a girl that myself and Pastor Lucy knows sitting in the lobby and I thought oh I, we know how years ago so I thought what are you doing here then I clung oh Chelsea footballers are here I told her oh, Chelsea footballers are here whatever and see the footballers listen moving back and forth I don't want to meet a footballer it's a footballer man when God sees the people that limits your heart he knows this one cannot take nations see a little thing and you're panicking ah, let's take picture picture my foot are you born again so God knows those who he gives nations to I don't want to meet any important person I want an important kingdom that's the heart that God found God said I found David a man with my kind of heart imagine indeed if you have God's heart you know nothing scares you you know nothing intimidates you you know no man is important you respect all men but you are big you, you think your heart you, you, no you didn't get me your heart has to be God's heart in order for you to act like God if it is not guys this is what God wants to plant in spark nation over the next three days no coward no intimidated person no scary lady no lady looking for a guy to make her look important marriage does not define you you define marriage my friend fire does not back down the lion does not back down the lion don't care if you're an elephant he just says no it's not gonna happen it's going to parade around you until it puts you down this is the art god is looking for friends and tonight he enlarges our heart tonight it takes out the art of you know some of us have the art of rat out of rats little but god says i've got to take that out of you tonight i've got to put my heart in it then i can talk to you like i talk to me it will no longer be oh god speak to ghaniat it will be god talk to yourself because i will hear what you are saying that's all i want to say tonight god wants look this is why god this is why god loves me so much this is why i keep saying mercy i look at spark nation and when everybody's praising you i said god i know there is more 
this is not what i bargained for this is not it this is not what i'm asking for this is great and people can sing praises but when i go behind close to us and fall before god i say no this is not it yet lord there is still something more because eyes have seen this yes i've not heard this but there's something more god so i don't listen to someone of just don't be proud i don't have any reason to be proud sometimes your solution will ask me how come you don't get pumped up i said because there's more there is more that god has shown me on the mountain there is more people with this kind of heart this is what god is going to prophetically infuse in you this weekend god will begin to walk through many of your dreams and your visions it's going to remove the contaminations that your eyes have seen the things that you're falling into is going to remove it because it wants to place in you a heart that man cannot place in you are you listening it wants to do a work in you i want you to hold your neighbor don't stand up yet i want to close stop pretending and stop trying to grow grow just grow because the art is available it took one day for nebuchadnezzar be to become an animal they just did a transplant in one minute a transplant can happen now there's nothing like i'm trying to grow out of pride lord do a transplant now a man received the art of an animal in a moment wait look at me look at me wait quickly quickly look at me no no don't slow down in speaking in tongues just stop it's not like wait look at me how did nebuchadnezzar get the out of an animal daniel stood and declared it he prophesied it what about the dry bones ezekiel stood it wasn't a three-year walk if you are still growing after all this why something is wrong you're not letting the word come in it can do a transplant in a moment i said god i understand and i preached about process and i understand that but god the call you have over my life i can't be like these ordinary people i need you to do a work in me now do a transplant i want to go through operation I want to transplant. I don't want to grow organic. Sorry. Every, you've got to grow organic. But I need you to do a transplant. So Daniel declared to Nebuchadnezzar the art of an animal. And Evans did the work. All of a sudden, Maliata, Kalisto Briata, listen to what God is going to do this weekend. All of a sudden, this guy that was normal human being began to think he's an animal. And nobody Nobody could hold him down in the palace. He needed to go into the white bush because his heart has changed to the heart of an animal. Oh my God. He can give you the art of kings by the word of prophecy. So when he said prophesy this weekend, he said because of the heart. Prophesy for transplant. Prophesy that there are people that it will just give you the art to now hold somebody and we're about to pray for three minutes. There is a divine transplant.
I'm only leading one prayer, so if you're pressing now, you're pressing. There's an art called the art of David. There's a mind called the mind of Christ. Remove from me the art of sin. That's right. That's what God is doing in somebody. The art of lust, it will take out in a minute. Including those who are watching from home. Oh, if you can do a transplant tonight. Tonight when you sleep, you will see heaven. If you can do a transplant tonight. Tonight, God. Shaliata zibrodozo priyakata. Jesus, look at me now. Last prayer for me tonight. And I'll pray for you and let you go. This weekend is very special, believe me. It will do a work in you. It cannot give you the billions before the heart. There will be a problem. Father, this is what you are asking God. God says, what I want to do with Spark Nation, he told me to tell you this, is to make it one heart with him. And for that to happen, there will be a lot of hammering. It's oppression. A lot of hammering that will go on to, not infusion now, to put that heart in. He needs this work to be one with him. So when the nations see you, they only see God. Christians want you to talk God. God says, I don't need you to talk me. I want you to show me. It's not writing God, God with a capital G. No. He wants you to be Him here. Father, tell Him tonight we set this weekend for that art thing that you and Spark becomes one. Tell Him that's what we're dedicating this weekend to. How do you pray that anyhow that comes to your heart? Maybe you need to get at one heart with the work. Lord, we close your eyes, my friend, and pray. Don't look at me. Thank you, sir. Lord, as leaders, we we receive your heart. That art receives correction with gladness. That art receives correction with goodness. It receives chastising with joy. It's an art condition. You're not forcing it. Jesus. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, we set this weekend to seek you and to hear your word in the prophetic. 
I ask you, Holy Spirit, this is what I'm asking you for. As people go home tonight, let them have encounters that makes this weekend unique in their life. Let this weekend be a weekend that they will never forget in their Christian journey. Shout a believing amen now. Father, if it is true that I as Toby standing here, that goodness and mercy will follow me, let it be, O oh God, that this weekend, that people will experience intercourse with goodness and mercy in a way that they've never experienced before now give God praise if you believe I told you to give God praise you know let me let me give you instruction for this weekend tomorrow